This week, FTX Group files Chapter 11, 6.5 billion Twitter term loan marketed to investors. National Cine Media disputes Cineworld's ability to reject advertising contract. Cooper Standard launches refi transaction. Hello and welcome to the Reorg Podcast, where we bring the latest developments in high yield, distressed debt, and bankruptcy. I'm David Zupkis. We'll be taking a brief recess from our deep dive segment this week. We'll be back soon with more premium content. It's Friday, November 18th. FTX Group and several affiliates filed Chapter 11 petitions this week in the District of Delaware. Separately, FTX Digital Markets has instituted bankruptcy proceedings under Chapter 15 in the Southern District of New York at the direction of provisional liquidators seeking recognition of Bahamanian liquidation proceedings. The ultimate venue of the Chapter 15 case is now a hotly contested matter. Regulars in the Bahamas have exercised authority in their jurisdiction, confirming on Thursday that they had seized the assets of FTX Digital Markets on Saturday, November 12th, after FTX Group's bankruptcy filing. Judge Michael Wiles presided over the first FTX-related hearing in FTX Digital Markets Chapter 15 case, November 17th. Although FTX Digital Markets is not a debtor in the FTX Group Chapter 11 cases, counsel to the joint liquidators asserted that the notion that Delaware should be the home venue for all FTX bankruptcy cases is not a foregone conclusion. Previewing a motion to appoint a trustee or examiner and raising a potential jurisdictional conflict between the U.S. courts and the courts of the Bahamas and questioning the validity of FTX co-founder Sam Bankman-Fried's transfer of corporate authority to new CEO John Ray and new board members, which was the basis for the FTX Group's bankruptcy filings. The FTX Group debtors, for their part, stated that they had zero concern that the Chapter 11 petitions were properly authorized and generally disagreed entirely with the joint provisional liquidators' representations. At a status conference, Judge Wiles expressed his initial view that the arguments for basing the venue of FTX Digital Markets Chapter 15 in the Southern District of New York rather than Delaware, along with FTX Group's proceedings, were extremely weak, and that the party's comments at the November 17th hearing led him to believe that Delaware is the proper venue for the FTX bankruptcy cases generally. In the main FTX case currently before the Delaware court, newly appointed CEO John Ray said in his first day declaration that, quote, never in my career have I seen such a complete failure of corporate controls and such a complete absence of trustworthy financial information as occurred here. Ray describes the situation as unprecedented, involving compromised systems, integrity, and faulty regulatory oversight abroad, and the concentration of controls in the hands of a very small group of inexperienced, unsophisticated, and potentially compromised individuals. According to sources, the $6.5 billion term loan partially backing Elon Musk's $44 billion buyout of Twitter is being informally marketed to a select group of investors at an OID of 60 as the underwriting banks seek to reduce their exposure to the company. An underwriter group that includes Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, Barclays, Mitsubishi UFG, BNP Paribas, Mizuho, and Societe Generale are offering portions of the $6.5 billion loan. Hedge funds would likely be buyers of any piece of a loan, according to sources. The financing package totaling $13 billion is expected to be complemented by high-yield bonds. After Musk's acquisition of Twitter closed on October 27th, Musk immediately fired CEO Parag Agarwal and CFO Ned Sagal, according to news reports, and since then, Musk has fired about half of the company's 7,500-employee workforce. According to news reports, Musk sent an email to Twitter employees last week that the company could face bankruptcy and warned of difficult times ahead. The Cineworld Group debtors and National Cinemedia, or NCM, continue to lock in their litigation positions over the rejectability of the party's advertising contract, while negotiations to reach a deal remain ongoing. On November 13th, NCM objected to Cineworld's rejection motion, criticizing the motion as procedurally and substantively infirm. 
NCM says the motion attempts to bypass would be a necessary adversary proceeding to adjudicate the party's substantive legal rights under their exhibitor services agreement, or ESA, with counterparty debtor Regal Cinemas, Inc. Contrary to the debtor's position, NCM maintains that its rights under the ESA's negative covenants would survive any breach and rejection. Central to the party's contract disputes is whether NCM's rights under exclusivity, non-competition, non-negotiation, and confidentiality provisions would be enforceable, notwithstanding any rejection of the contract. Separately, at a hearing on Monday, Judge Marvin Isger extended by 14 days the temporary restraining order against NCM, barring any interference with the Central World debtor's efforts to negotiate with third parties over advertising services. Although the parties had teed up a sanctions fight, Judge Isger declined to move forward with the issue, indicating that he needed to get a better grasp of whether the debtors incurred any damages as a result of NCM's actions. On Tuesday, Cooper Standard announced that it entered into a transaction support agreement with an ad hoc committee of holders of approximately 63% of the aggregate principal amount of the 5.625% senior notes due 2026. The TSA contemplates a notes offering for $580 million cash to holders of the 2026 notes for new money, 13.5% cash bay, pick toggle senior secured first lien notes due 2027, and an exchange offer open to 2026 note holders that participate in the new notes offering for $400 million in newly issued 5.625% cash pay, 10.625% pick toggle senior secured third lien notes due 2027. Proceeds from the new first lien notes, together with the cash on hand, will be used to prepay Cooper's senior term loan facility and redeem its existing 13% senior secured notes due 2024. The TSA will also seek a consent solicitation to remove substantially all of the covenants, certain events of default, and certain other provisions contained in the 2026 senior notes indenture. Top Red Stories this week included, Fifth Circuit denies ultra-request for rehearing on solvent debtor exception, make call and post-petition interest decision. Avaya attempts to fend off Chapter 11 lawsuits after guidance surprise echoes Sun Edison, convertible note holders likely to assert good faith defense in fraudulent transfer litigation. Board Riders appeals New York State trial court's denial of motion dismiss up tier exchange suit. Luxembourg judge criticizes blocking veto held by former Novalpina manager, which BRG says thwarted attempts to control NSL group. And now here's Kathy Ta from Los Angeles with the week ahead. Hello, this is Kathy Ta. The week ahead is a light one as we head into the Thanksgiving holiday. On Monday, November 21st, the Talon Energy Group debtors will be in court to report on details of a global settlement they announced today that they reached with the official Unsecured Creditors Committee, the last holdout of stakeholders. The agreement in principle was reached after a mediation with the ad hoc group of unsecured note holders, commodity accordion facility consenting parties, and non-debtor parent Talon Energy Corporation. The debtors intend to file an amended plan incorporating the terms of settlement in advance of of the hearing. On Tuesday, November 22nd, we will see the FTX group debtors in court on their emergency motion to transfer venue of the Chapter 15 petition, seeking recognition of the liquidation proceedings of FTX digital markets pending in the Bahamas. The debtors seek transfer of the Chapter 15 case to the District of Delaware, where their Chapter 11 proceedings are pending from the Southern District of New York, where the Chapter 15 petition was filed by Bahamian provisional liquidators. That's it for me on this Friday, November 18th, wishing everyone a very happy weekend and week leading into the Thanksgiving holiday. Now back to you in New York. Thank you again for listening to this Rear Weekly Review. You can find all our podcasts on the rear.com webinars and podcast page, as well as Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Amazon. Hope your families are healthy and safe. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Friday.